0: You're listening to the Boss Up Your Brand podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to elevate their brand both on and offline. I'm your host, Jessica Alex of Jessica Alex Marketing. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Boss Up Your Brand podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Jessica Alex, and I'm so excited, of course, to bring you another episode. Today, I have an amazing, fabulous entrepreneur that I wanted to have on this show from before the show even started, (laughs) even began. I'm like, I have to have Nichelle come on. And of course, I'm referring to Nichelle Bartley, and she is the founder and head financial strategist of Her Future Wealth. Her mission is centered on normalizing women having healthy relationships with their money and being self-assured with their ability to make the amount of money they genuinely desire to feel building their own wealth. We need this conversation in our lives today, guys. So I'm so excited to bring her on. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us tonight. Oh, you're welcome, Jessica. Thank you for having me. As I mentioned, you know, I, I had the opportunity to interview you before, but I'm like, you know what, when I have this podcast, I definitely have to have you come on. And I was just wondering for our audience, if you can tell them a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do.
1: Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> and I'm Nichelle Bartley. And and as Jessica said, I am the founder and head financial strategist here at Her Future Wealth. And really, what I do is I work with female entrepreneurs to really help them have a better relationship with their money first, because that's where any of your goals from your finances or wealth that you want to build come from. It has to be solidified in your mindset first. And then also looking at the mechanics of your money and understanding what is going on with your money. And a lot of times our own money mindset could block us from understanding that truth. So working through what those numbers are and also getting women to really own up and fast what they really want to do when it comes to a wealth perspective and getting them to understand a big piece of that. Although the narrative a lot of times when it comes to women investing, it's talking about, you know, investing in a lot of things that are outside of themselves. But many times we, a lot of female entrepreneurs don't realize the benefit and the opportunity they have with building their own businesses. And that could be a real accelerator for having the capital they need to build their actual wealth. So So in my work with them is really getting to the heart of the numbers and the mindset and putting plans and strategies in place in order for them to make their business be able to fuel a lot of that for them.
0: I love that. Getting to the heart of it and and mindset, right? That money mindset. Not everybody thinks about mindset when it comes to money, right? So I'm so, so glad that you brought that up and that you offer that service to these entrepreneurs. So that's amazing. I know, again, like I'm so excited that you're here because we need to have these type of conversations, right? If we're trying to grow, if we're trying to boss up our brand, we have to have these conversations when it comes. About money. So now let's get into it. So what is it that every entrepreneur should know when it comes to their money and finances?
1: Like I said, it will start with the mindset. I think the key thing is about understanding what you want, What what is your vision of what you want to do with your life encompassing, but also drilling that down to understanding what you need money to do for you. What I mean by this is... I always use the analogy, all of us, I mean, we just came out of vision board season pretty much. Every time, every year, we may be doing vision boards. And a lot of times when I have conversations with people, I'm like, do you realize that your vision boards, your vision board is actually a lot of dollar signs attached to that? And people look at me and like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, everything you have on that vision board could have an actual dollar sign attached to it. And even though you may have things on your vision board, or it's like, you know, you want to feel a particular way, you want to experience certain things. And all of that comes down to time and space. And I also believe you can't have the conversation about money without having a conversation about time either. It's about understanding, okay, what is it? What's the time frames that you want to have these particular things? And being honest with yourself about what those are, because sometimes As women, especially women with children, (laughs) um, and I'm only speaking from experience, you know, we tend to want to put everybody else before ourselves, right? And we may get into businesses and things like that and label it things like, oh, it's just something small or little. Or, you know, I've just been using, if you're starting something on the side, just, you know, to catch up to make the bills be able to be paid. But it's... I'm kind of trying to get them to expand that vision of what it is that they need money to do and not be afraid of saying like, if you want to be really rich, say that if you really want to be wealthy, say that. But what what are you going to do to amount to that? What are you going to do to get there? And money will be involved and exploring what your value that you bring to the table will have to be explored as well. So
0: it's really like about understanding your relationship with money and also understanding that words are powerful, right? Speak what you want into existence. I love that. Love it. Are you guys taking notes? <laughs> I felt like that, you know, before when we had our other interview. I'm like, I need where's my where's my paper and my my, my pen. I need to write all this down. Like, so amazing. You are no pun intended, but a wealth of knowledge. I love that. <laughs> Going off of this this conversation, right? Like, what are some of the biggest money issues entrepreneurs face? So you, you did mention about like the whole mindset. Would you say that that's one of the biggest issues, or are there other? big money issues that entrepreneurs face? Well, yes, it's,
1: I always boil everything down. The baseline is always starts with the mindset because the common things that you will you will hear that entrepreneurs have with money is not knowing their numbers, so they're not necessarily sure on okay how much is my profit margins, feelings about their pricing whether they're charging too much or they're not charging enough, not having processes in place for you know balancing your books or not understanding certain tax implications that you may be subject to because of. Of where your le- your levels of revenue and expenses may be at. So it's just this lack of general information, key information that they need in order to make sure that their business is on par, and not just from the perspective of just to serve clients. But your business does have a responsibility to be able to pay you an income that is not just about allowing you to pay the bills.
0: Wow! Can you repeat that again? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so just to repeat, I say your business, anytime you're creating a business, and this may not happen off the jump, (laughs) okay, but the goal is your business should be able to pay you an income that gets you beyond just paying the bills and get you to a point where you could actually use that money to start building, having capital to build wealth.
0: I just needed you to repeat that because I think you'd be surprised how many people don't realize that right and that's that has to be factored into your pricing right <laughs> so it's not just about as you're saying like covering the monthly bills like you have to pay yourself right so yes I'm so happy like you have no idea how happy I am that you brought that up
1: because <laughs> <laughs> it's important that you know we can get into the ebbs and flows of running the business and just trying to keep the lights on but it's about having that expanded vision and I know that over time you know, at, when you first start a business, you may not be rolling in the money at first and that's okay. And that's why, you know, you put things in place in order for it to support you or you have other ways to support yourself in the meantime. But the goal should be to get beyond just, okay, covering the expenses of the business and covering your own personal expenses. Because like I said, this business that you, that you have is providing value to whoever your customers are. So, that value that you're providing to your customers is a form of intellectual property and you have to understand the value that you bring and understand how you could turn around and multiply that in different ways but if you're just lowballing your pricing you're just basically running a business just to cover you know the bills then you're always going to feel like you're in that perpetual cycle of living paycheck to paycheck or like you know you may be making quote-unquote good money but you're not really seeing where it's going and that's just talking about the component of you know, the ebbs and flows of running the business. And then when you factor in the mindset pieces to it and your money story, where depending on the money habits that you may have, that could also exasperate the problems that that you may be facing. So whether or not opening bills on time, not paying bills on time, or just simply a lot of avoidance or, you know, not stepping up to understand what your business and your dreams require of you from a financial perspective and not just having the money in your hand and spending the money, but switching your mindset to say, okay, I want to be able to have and keep this money and expand this money. So what am I going to do with
0: it? Again, I hope you guys have your notes (laughs) (laughs) and writing these things down because it's, it's important, right? That, that we have this conversation and break through whatever barriers that we're creating for ourselves right because you know you've alluded to this and I've talked about this as well before which is that like if you don't have the right mindset and you don't have even the right pricing like you're undercharging yourself you're really doing a disservice to yourself we have to think about like okay what why do we have like why are we afraid to charge what we're worth right or the value of the service that we're providing why are we worried and why are we scared what's the fear what's behind the fear I hope that whoever's listening, that if this is them who's like under charge for the longest time and is not understanding why they can't pay themselves, that they are listening to this episode and they can break through that, right? Because when you're in the business, you're in the business of serving people, but you're also in the business of making profits.
1: Yeah. So, not, and I think that's key, and just remembering that that you know you're anchoring on the fact that you're not running a nonprofit. <laughs> you may feel like that at some point, but if you are, if you went into business to run a for-profit business and you feel like your business is actually a nonprofit business, then we have a problem.
0: I love that. (laughs) That's a, that's a quote right there. That's another (laughs) quote that I'm going to have to extract from this interview. (laughs) Seriously, seriously. And I, and I'm going to be transparent. Like I've been there. Right where I was like, am I running a nonprofit? And even nonprofits, I'm pretty sure like they still have some profit going on, you know. So to some some extent, right? At least charities, right? Like they have. Mm-hmm. So like if they can do that, then what's going on over here? I know that I'm not the only one that's gone through that.
1: Let's double tap on that for a second, just to like you know expand on this for a bit. So in knowing that you were at that point in your business, would you say that it was you being able to tap into you know, understanding and looking at what was the purpose of your business that allowed you to move forward, or was it you just doing certain things in order for it to move forward, or was it a combination of both?
0: In terms of like me learning to charge more, yep, yeah, and making your business more profitable. Well, okay, for me, interviewing you. <laughs> I know. Um. So for me, what what it boiled down to was it just wasn't making sense, right? Like I'm spending all this time, right? Because that's another factor spending all this time working on these elements that I know are bringing value, right? It's not to say that the clients are not receiving something from what I'm doing. So I'm giving them value, Mm -hmm. but I'm also taking up a lot of time, of my time, and I'm not able to pay for everything, right? Or like pay myself especially, right? So- it came to the point where it's like, it doesn't make sense what I'm doing. Like, that's literally what just happened for me. I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So I had to start looking at my mindset. Why am I charging less than what I should be charging, right? Like, I know I'm charging less than the competitors. In the beginning, it was kind of like, okay, you know, you're trying to build your portfolio, so you charge less and, you know, get your name out there and get referrals, right? Right. But then like the referrals are coming and then I-, I know there was even some situations like with my previous like I had um, with my publishing side where I when I finally did decide to charge more I had past clients refer someone to me and then when we're talking price. They were like, oh, I didn't know it was so much, right? So what does that tell you? It tells you that they're going around saying, oh, go to the cheap girl, right? So it's like by undercharging, I'm also creating, I'm cheapening my own brand when I know that the quality that I'm producing is premium quality. Because I've seen the products, such as, for example, books that were being produced by companies that were charging 10 times more than I was. But I know that I was putting more effort and time into the book just by the end result of the, of the book, right? Like the quality of the book. So the quality wasn't matching my price, right? And it wasn't matching the amount of time that I was putting into it. So I had to really reevaluate A, what I was offering and B, does it make sense? Now, again, being transparent, when it came to the publishing side of my division my company, I was looking to increase the pricing, right? But in terms of alignment with my values, I ended up deciding just to stick with the marketing and and putting aside the publishing for now because I was crunching the numbers. like How much would I have to charge them to make a profit for myself, but also they get whatever services, right? And when I did that, and it was in line with what competitors are charging, what was in my head were the fact that I've, like a lot, I've, I've worked with authors who didn't publish with me, but they publish elsewhere and they spent all this money with these publishers. And when I'm looking at what they actually got or how many books they were actually selling, right, it didn't match how much they paid, right? So clients that I worked with, it was like, okay, how can we get things situated so that they'll, they're going to make their money back as a self unquote" self-published author. So when I was looking at that, I was just like, okay, I'd have to charge this amount of money, but how many books would they have to sell in order to make that money back? Realistically and logistically speaking, are they going to be able to sell those amount of books? Because those amount of books to sell is usually when you're dealing with larger publishers who have the distribution lined up and all of these different factors lined up, right? And if my authors were to use distributors, the distributors are taking 65%, sometimes even more, right? So how many books would they actually have to sell to make back the money? And because when I was doing that, it didn't sit right with me where I'm gonna like take the money and they're not making their money back, I made the decision to to step away. I don't know if you agree with what I did, but it just didn't sit right with me. And I focus more so on the marketing, which is what I had, like I had both going on at the same time. And I felt more aligned with what I was doing. And that even though I'm, char- I'm going to start charging more, I feel like the value is there and people understand it. It was it's easier for me with that than with, with the, the publishing side. And that's my interview for (laughs) today.
1: No, but I, I felt to ask that question because a lot of times when we, you know, when you're thinking about that, equation of you know what is profitable it's not always just a simple making sure that whatever whatever you subtract your revenue and your expenses that there's something there there's a lot more that goes into it and just what you were explaining there was there was your own mindset things that you had to get through and then there was the math to it so it's being able to look at the math and also looking at where you are and what you what you're feeling in confidence and self-assured to produce and knowing what your value is in conjunction with the people that you're serving that's how you come up with deciding what it is that you need to do in order for you to be profitable and it's also understanding your audience so i think you answered that very well
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you you're welcome yes for sure like the audience is very very important right like again we're in the business of making money but we're also in the business of serving our clients right And, and and knowing who those clients are and does it make sense for them so i feel like When you are, let's say an entrepreneur, right? Really and truly, income is unlimited. It's not like say when you work nine to five, there's a limit to what you're gonna make. It doesn't matter how much overtime like you work, there's a cutoff point, right? For for how much you make. When you are an entrepreneur, you can create multiple streams of income, you can do so many things, there's really no limitation, right? Like, how do you think billionaires were created? There's no limitation to your income. So for me to be able to work with an entrepreneur and help them with their brand so that they can get more opportunities, like that sits right with me. You know what I mean? Because I know that like the opportunities for them are limitless. And that's the thing,
1: it's it's really understanding and when we talk about having, you know, a wealth mindset. Wealth is not just about the money that you may accumulate or valuable things, tangible things that you can att- accumulate. A lot of it wealth starts from within your mind first so it's understanding your own value and what i like to associate with your own human capital what are you, how are you treating your own self and the value that you provide and being able to take that and provide that value to others at rates or at amounts that you know can get you to where you need to be
0: dropping the nuggets throughout the whole interview and she did something that no one has ever done before which is flip the script and <laughs> interview the hostess. <laughs> but you know what? It's good. We need to have that conversation, right? And I think like by having these cyber of conversations, there may be someone who's listening that relates to mm-hmm. what I'm saying, right? Or what I went through. So it, it doesn't happen overnight. Like especially if you have longstanding issues with money, which can go back to even like childhood, right? You don't even realize it. Something like this, it's it's going to take time, right? And I think that's where it Even when I said, okay, I'm going to focus on the marketing, it's not like, oh, all of a sudden now I'm charging these like high ticket prices, right? It was, it was, I still had to get to where I am right now, right? Because I still had the mindset. So even though I knew, okay, something wasn't really aligning with me right now, I still didn't fix my mindset. Like what was the cause of it, right? So once I really worked on that, that is where I was able to have that breakthrough and like not feel like guilty. Like, why are you feeling guilty for charging something that you know is helping other people?
1: Yes, and that's important. And that's the thing. A lot of that mindset is what can stop you from doing anything that you're supposed to do, anything in your life. But like, since we're talking about money, that gets in the way. And the thing is, we're not socialized to realize that a lot of the things when it comes to the money world is focus on the action doing piece and not how you're thinking about it. But you realize that when you get in other circles or you talk about those who are truly wealthy, because there's a difference between rich and wealthy, it comes down to a lot of how they think, how they think about things things and the decisions that they make, the relationships that they have as well. So I think the key thing is always important in our own journeys of evolving to the amount of wealth that we want to have and also evolving the wealth within our own self is that we always build that relationship with ourselves first, but also that relationship with our money and understanding all of the things that we have inherited, uh, not per se that we signed up for, but realizing that wherever you are in your journey, understanding what is it that you're going to need in order for you to get where you need to be. And a lot of times when you realize that there's different things that you want, and it's going to require you to make shifts and changes and pivots that are going to make you really uncomfortable and it's that comfortability that we tend to get trapped in and then we don't necessarily make the necessary steps right because we're used to our comfortability even though we know this so-called comfortability isn't working for us
0: that is true right and and you brought up some key terms like pivoting like that's something that was a key word for last year i would say for a lot of us but yeah it's like not being afraid to to pivot when when needed right and I just just love this conversation. <laughs> we can just talk about this really for hours because um, it's 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 a deep conversation, right? Yes,
1: there's levels to this.
0: <laughs> yes, there's definitely levels. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so one of the things I did want to ask you as well is like as we're hoping to get back to business as usual, wherever that is going to be, um, what can business owners do right now to equip themselves financially? To not only stay afloat, but thrive going forward.
1: I think the key thing is is really understanding where you're at right now. Being honest with yourself about where things are at. I know for many, and depending on where you're located, you could still be in some form of lockdown. You may not be in any form of lockdown and things, life looks somewhat more normal than not for for you than others right but the key thing in moving forward through pivoting away from a pandemic and the the economic fallout from it just one being able to pause and say to yourself well what is it that I want to do moving forward? Because that's what I feel like this has brought a lot of opportunity for people to have an honest conversation with their own selves about what they want to continue doing versus what they don't want to continue doing. So don't be in doing things just because really have an honest conversation with yourself and really highlight, like what do you want to start, stop and continue doing when it comes to running your business? It's a good time to do that. Secondly, Know where you stand with your numbers. I will always preach that, like know what's going on with your business and not from the bottom line and saying, well, I only made this amount of profit, but let's double click into every area and saying, why are these numbers looking like this, whether they're good or bad? So you're being able to understand what are those attributes that come out of these results. Make sure that you have processes in place to understand that um, and evaluate and be aware of what's happening. Don't wait until the end of the year to understand what's going on with your money, and don't just rely on your bank balance to tell you what's going on with your with your money. You should have a process in place to know at least monthly that you check in and you understand the metrics and, you know, the lifelines of what's going on, the health of your business from a financial perspective, because the finances are connected to everything in your business, everything. Many people just see it as a number, but numbers will tell you a story always. So you need to understand what stories the numbers are telling you so that you could go within your business and determine, well, maybe I'm trying to push a product or a service that, you know, just isn't selling. But when I look at another one, I don't even have to do too much to sell them. people are, you know, banging down my door for it. Or maybe there's other things you can do to, you know, as I would say, remix the situation with those services or products to get in front of more people or to, you know, expand on what you're offering. So just know where where your value is at in regards to your customer's eyes. So that way you're your best position to serve them. And then third, have a check in with your own stuff, with your own personal finances. Again, check in on what are you working towards and is the progress that you've made so far getting you there? Because it's about direction. It's not about speed. It's about direction. It's making sure that the things that you are doing are getting you in that direction. Even though you may feel like you're going at a snail's pace, don't determine speed, determine progress. Sometimes in the direction that you're taking, sometimes you're going to sprint. And more times, it's going to be you having to learn how to run long distance, so to speak. It's an endurance game. So just check in with your stuff. Love these tips. (laughs) Check in with everything and just make those decisions and, you know, determine within yourself that even though if you're in a situation throughout getting back to business as usual and, you you know, you got kind of bruised in the process, do know that that's not going to stay like that forever. But you have to set your mind to believe that it won't stay like that forever. Because if you stay in that, it will stay like that forever for you.
0: Absolutely. Things will get better. Absolutely. Like I'm getting ready to launch a couple of things and I'm with the mindset of like, okay, like it's not going to be this way forever. Right. So keep showing up. And as you're saying, like check in, right. To make sure that what you're offering and makes sense. So I love, love those tips. And I mean... You've just been so amazing. And I was just wondering if you can tell people how to get in touch with you and keep up with all this goodness.
1: Thank you. Um, Well, you mainly can find me on Instagram at HerFutureWealth. And um, also, you can find me online at HerFutureWealth.com.
0: All right. So, Nichelle, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Or Well, where we're recording right now, it is a night. It's evening. But I thank you for joining and I just appreciate all the, you know, information and knowledge that you've dropped this evening. And I hope that whoever is listening, wherever they're listening and whenever they're listening, that they're able to, you know, take notes and just really elevate and boss up their brand. So thank you so much again. And, you know, we got to do this again. I don't no know problem. when, but we definitely got to do this again. <laughs> Not a problem. We'll be happy to. And thank you so much for having me, Jessica. My pleasure. My pleasure. So thank you, everyone, again. And until next time, I'm, of course, your host, Just Alex. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Boss of Your Brand podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you, find my podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think will love it. Until next time, stay bossy.